Chapter 11 Officer and Enlisted Evaluation Systems and Civilian Performance Program Section 11A Overview Introduction The Officer and Enlisted Evaluations and Civilian Appraisals deal directly with the Air Force's most precious resource, people. Supervisors must help their subordinates understand their strengths and weaknesses and how their efforts contribute to the mission. Supervisors must employ the officer and enlisted evaluation systems and civilian performance program in everyday situations to help develop their subordinates. This chapter addresses the importance of correctly using the officer and enlisted evaluation systems and civilian performance program by identifying responsibilities, outlining the performance feedback process, and provides additional information as outlined in Governing AFI's 36-2406 Officer and Enlisted Evaluation Systems and 36-1001 Managing the Civilian Performance Program, respectively. The Officer and Enlisted Evaluation Systems and Civilian Performance Program provides meaningful feedback to individuals pertaining to what is expected of them, advice on how well they are meeting expectations, and advice on how to better meet these expectations. A reliable, long-term, cumulative record of performance and potential based on performance. Section 11B. General Considerations. Officer and Enlisted Evaluation Systems. Purpose. The Officer and Enlisted Evaluation Systems have varied purposes. The first is to establish performance standards and expectations for radees, meaningful feedback on how well the radee is meeting those expectations, and direction on how to better meet those established standards and expectations. The second is to provide a reliable, long-term, cumulative record of performance and promotion potential based on that performance. The third is to provide Officer Central Selection Boards, Senior NCO Evaluation Boards, the Weighted Airman Promotion System, and other personnel managers with sound information to assist in identifying the best qualified officers and enlisted personnel for promotion, as well as other personnel management decisions. The fourth is to document in the permanent record any substantiated allegation of a sex-related offense against an airman, regardless of grade, that results in conviction by court-martial, non-judicial punishment, or other punitive administrative action. To accomplish these purposes, the evaluation system focuses on performance. How well the individual does his or her job and the qualities the individual brings to the job are of paramount importance to the Air Force. Performance is most important for successful mission accomplishment and important for development of skills and leadership abilities and in determining who will be selected for advancement through assignments, promotions, and other personnel actions. The evaluation system emphasizes the importance of performance in several ways using periodic performance feedback as the basis for formal evaluations and for officers through performance-based promotion recommendations. Effective evaluators must have an adequate understanding of Officer Evaluation System, OES, Enlisted Evaluation System, EES, or both, depending on who they supervise. OES-EES training was implemented in May 96 to help supervisors fulfill their evaluation responsibilities. Unit commanders are responsible for ensuring all first-time supervisors receive mandatory OES-EES training as appropriate for their position within 60 days of being appointed as a raider. Additionally, Air Force members should receive annual recurring OES-EES training. How and when this training is conducted is at the discretion of the unit commander. To assist commanders, OES-EES training guides are located on the MyPERS website. Forms used. Performance evaluation forms used. See AFI 36-2406 for additional details of each form. AF Form 77, Letter of Evaluation, is a multi-purpose evaluation form. AF Form 78, Air Force General Officer Promotion Recommendation, is used to document performance and promotion recommendations for certain general officers. AF Form 475, Education Slash Training Report, is used to document periods when airmen are in education or formal training. AF Form 707, Officer Performance Report, Lieutenant through Colonel. AF Form 910, Enlisted Performance Report. Airman Basic through Technical Sergeant, EPR, AF Form 911, Enlisted Performance Report, Master Sergeant through Senior Master Sergeant, EPR, or AF Form 912, 
Enlisted Performance Report, Chief Master Sergeant, EPR, are used to document potential and performance over the course of a radies career. For enlisted only, use radies grade or projected grade on the static closeout date to determine which form to use. AF Form 709, Promotion Recommendation Form, PRF, used to assess an officer's performance-based potential and to recommend promotion from a senior raider or, in case of Colonel Radies, from the head of the management level or designated representative to central selection boards. AF Form 724, Airman Comprehensive Assessment Worksheet, Second Lieutenant through Colonel, AF Form 931, Airman Comprehensive Assessment, ACA Worksheet, Airman Basic through Technical Sergeant, and AF Form 932, Airman Comprehensive Assessment Worksheet, Master Sergeant through Chief Master Sergeant. AF Form 3538, Retention Recommendation Form, is used in conjunction with AFI 36-2406 and HQ Air Force Personnel Center Retirements and Separations Branch Guidelines to document performance-based differentiation and retention recommendations to assist in involuntary separation and or retirement boards, force shaping, reduction in force, or selective early retirement boards. This form is only used at the discretion of the Secretary of the Air Force. See AFI 36-2406 and AFI 36-3203, Service Retirements, for details. AF Form 948, Application for Correction-slash-Removal of Evaluation, is used by regular Air Force and Reserve personnel to substitute, correct, or remove an evaluation when the applicant does not have access to the Virtual Military Personal Flight or Virtual Personnel Center application process. Purpose and Their Use Airman Comprehensive Assessment Worksheet Airman Comprehensive Assessment Worksheet includes the AF Form 724, AF Form 931, and AF Form 932 and are used to document formal communication regarding an assessment of an airman's responsibilities, accountability, Air Force culture, critical role in support of the mission, individual readiness and performance between raiders and raidees, CAFI 36-2406, Chapter 2, for details. Performance Evaluations Performance evaluations include the AF Form 707, AF Form 910, AF Form 911, AF Form 912, AF Form 77, and AF Form 475. These forms are used to document performance and potential as well as provide information for making promotion recommendation, selection or propriety actions, selective continuation, involuntary separation, selective early retirement, assignment, school nomination and selection, and other management decisions. Promotion Recommendation Forms Use Promotion Recommendation Forms for promotion purposes only and include the AF Form 78 and AF Form 709. These forms are removed from the officer selection record following the promotion board which they were accomplished for and are stored electronically. AF Forms 709 will be used for historical, legal, and appeal purposes only. Retention Recommendation Forms Use AF Form 3538 Retention Recommendation for Involuntary Separation slash Retirement Board, Force Shaping, Reduction in Force, or Selective Early Retirement Boards only. These forms are removed from the Officer Selection Record following the board which they were accomplished for and are stored electronically. These Retention Recommendation Forms will be used for historical, legal, and appeal purposes only. Enlisted Retention Recommendation Form Use AF Form 3538E, Enlisted Retention Recommendation, for Involuntary Separation Slash Retirement Boards, Force Shaping, Enlisted Retention Board, Quality Force Review Board. These forms are removed from the selection record following the board for which they were accomplished and are stored electronically. These forms will be used for historical, legal, and appeal purposes only. General Guidelines Access to Evaluations Evaluations are for official use only and are subject to the Privacy Act. They are exempt from public disclosure under DOD Regulation 5400.7 Air Force Supplement AFSUPDODR 5400-7, DOD Freedom of Information Act Program and AFI 33-332, Privacy Act Program. 
Only persons within the agency who have a proper need to know may read the evaluations. The office with custodial responsibility is responsible for determining if a person's official duties require access. See Chapter 2 for access to the Airman Comprehensive Assessment, ACA Worksheets. Classified Information and Security Classification Do not enter classified information in any section of the evaluation. This includes any type of evaluation forms, attachments to evaluations, referral documents, or endorsements to referral documents. If an entry would result in the release of classified information, use the word data masked in place of that entry. The personnel accounting symbol code alone is unclassified. However, this code will only be entered on the RAID-E. In the Senior Raider Identification Block, enter five asterisks. In those cases where the evaluator is with a classified organization or location, enter data masked for organization, nomenclature, and nothing more. Bullet Format Bullet format is mandatory. Use bullet format as specified in the appropriate table for the evaluation being accomplished. Bullets are limited to a minimum of one line and a maximum two lines per bullet, and white space is authorized. Main bullets begin at the left margin and will have one space after the dash. If unfamiliar with the proper bullet format, refer to the bullet background paper in AFH 33-337, The Tongue and Quill. Although the tongue and quill allows three lines per bullet, evaluations will not have more than two lines per bullet. Special formatting. Do not underline, capitalize, or use bold print, unusual fonts or characters, multiple exclamation marks, or headings to emphasize comments, except as required to identify proper names, publication titles, etc. Ready identification data. The name will be in all uppercase. The remaining data, grade, unit, location, will be in upper slash lowercase. Type and font. Type all evaluations using the electronic version of the form from the AF Publications website. Forms will be typed using Times New Roman. Forms will be typed using 12-pitch font. You must use computerized versions with proportional spacing, provided a 12-pitch font is used. Handwritten evaluations. Evaluations may be handwritten only when authorized by HQ Air Force Personnel Center, DP3SP, or Air Reserve Personnel Center, DPT, as appropriate. Exception, President of the United States slash Vice President of the United States may handwrite evaluations. When authorized, print or legibly write entries. Use only dark blue or black reproducible ink. HQ Air Force Personnel Center DP-3SP or Air Reserve Personnel Center DPT will not approve requests if a computerized form, typewriter, or word processor is available. Nicknames and Acronyms Nicknames Do not use call signs, code names, or unusual nicknames on evaluations. However, nicknames which are a form of the radies name are permitted. Example, Bill slash Will for William, Jim for James. Chris for Christopher slash Christine, Pat for Patrick slash Patricia, etc. are authorized. Acronyms Uncommon acronyms must be spelled out. However, if space is limited, define the acronyms in the proper section of the applicable form. Note, the AF evaluation forms allow the evaluators to explain uncommon acronyms in the remarks section of the forms. When acronyms are used, the acronyms must be listed alphabetically. When used, first spell out and follow with the acronym, e.g., Personnel Support for Contingency Operations. Acronyms or abbreviations common throughout the Air Force, such as CGO, NCO, CONUS, TDY, etc., are not required to be spelled out first. Optional Notes and Stamps Wet Signature Evaluation Only When used, enter optional notes at base levels such as MILPDS slash system processed, administrative review initials, date stamps, etc., only in the top margin. Air Force Personnel Center or Air Reserve Personnel Center level optional notes will be placed only in the bottom margin. Send requests for deviations or waivers through the Wing Commander or the comparative level to HQ Air Force Personnel Center DP3SP or appropriate ANG slash AFR office who in turn will forward the request to appropriate Office of Primary Responsibility listed in AFI 36-2406.
Evaluator Requirements Number of Evaluators Officer Performance Reports, OPR, will have three evaluators unless the Raider or additional Raider is also the Reviewer slash Senior Raider. Enlisted Performance Reports, EPR, will have at least two evaluators unless the Raider qualifies as a single evaluator. For Chief Master Sergeant, no more than two evaluators, the Raider and Senior Raider, will evaluate the Raidee's performance. For Master Sergeant through Senior Master Sergeant, no more than four evaluators, the Raider, Additional Raider, Unit Commander slash Military or Civilian Director slash Other Authorized Reviewer and Final Evaluator, will evaluate the Raidee's performance. For Airman Basic through Technical Sergeant, no more than three evaluators, Raider, Additional Raider, and Forced Distributor will evaluate the Raidee's performance. AF Form 78 and AF Form 3538 forms require two evaluators. Promotion Recommendations forms and Training Reports only require one evaluator. Exceptions. The preceding requirements must be strictly adhered to unless Commander disagrees with the ratings, the evaluation is referred and the Commander is not the evaluator named in the referral document, referral reviewer, or the reviewer is senior to the Commander and refers the evaluation. Evaluators and Minimum Grade Requirements Rater The official in the rating chain designated by management to provide periodic ACA and initiate performance evaluations. Typically, the Rady's immediate supervisor. Military Raiders For Officers The Raider must be an officer of the United States or a foreign military service serving in a grade equal to or higher than the Rady. For Enlisted the Raider must be an officer or an NCO of the United States or a foreign military service serving in a grade equal to or higher than the Raidee. The Raider must be at a minimum in the grade of E5 or higher unless para 11.5.2.1.1.2.2 applies. Senior Airmen Regular Air Force and Air Reserve components may serve as Raiders only if they have completed Airman Leadership School. Civilian Raiders for Officers Under the General Schedule, GS, system, Raiders must be a civilian serving in a grade equal to or higher than the Raid E. For Enlisted A civilian Raider must be at least a GS-5 or a comparable grade or higher and must be in a position higher than the Raid E in the rating chain. For Master Sergeant Chief Master Sergeant, a civilian Raider must be at least a GS-11 or above. Management may appoint a Raider of the United States or a foreign military service serving in the same grade as the Raidee without regard to date of rank. Additional Raider, Raider's Raider. The official designated by management to provide periodic ACA and initiate a performance evaluation on a Raider and will be no higher in organization than the reviewer slash senior Raider. The second evaluator in the rating chain, after the Raider, to endorse a performance evaluation. The second evaluator in the rating chain must be the Raider's Raider unless one of the exceptions as stated in AFI 36-2406 applies. Military Additional Raiders For Officers The additional Raider must be an officer of the United States or a foreign military service serving in a grade equal to or higher than the Raider and in a grade higher than the Raidee. An O6 of the United States or a foreign military service may be the additional raider for an O6. For enlisted, when the raider's raider does not meet this requirement, the additional raider will be the next evaluator in the rating supervisory chain that meets the minimum grade requirement. AF Form 910, Enlisted Performance Report, Airman Basic through Technical Sergeant, the additional Raider must be an officer, senior NCO, E7 or above, of the United States or a foreign military service serving in a grade equal to or higher than the Raider. AF Form 911, Enlisted Performance Report, Master Sergeant through Senior Master Sergeant. The additional Raider must be equal or higher in grade than the Raidee and a senior NCO, E7 or above, or an officer of the United States or a foreign military service serving in a grade equal to or higher than the Raider. AF Form 912, Enlisted Performance Report, Chief Master Sergeant. The Raider must be an E-9, Chief Master Sergeant, or equivalent, or above, or an officer of the United States or a foreign military service serving in a grade equal to or higher than the Raid E. 
The final evaluator must be the senior rater. Final evaluator may not be delegated to a lower level evaluator. Civilian additional raters. For officers. The additional raider must be an officer of the United States or a foreign military service serving in a civilian grade equivalent equal to or higher than the raider and in a grade higher than the raidee. Under the General Schedule GS system, additional raiders must be at least a GS-9 or equivalent for company-grade officers and GS-11 or equivalent for field-grade officers. For enlisted, a civilian additional raider must be serving in a civilian-grade equivalent equal to or higher than the raider. For technical sergeant and below, a civilian additional raider must be at least a GS-7 or equivalent or above. For master sergeant, senior master sergeant, a civilian additional raider must be at least a GS-12 or equivalent or above. Reviewer slash senior raider slash final evaluator. All senior raiders must be the person holding the senior raider position designated by the management level for the raidees assigned organizational personnel accounting symbol. Senior raiders slash reviewer slash final evaluator. Note, the head of a management level, normally major command commander, must designate all senior raider positions. Appointment of command, G-series orders, does not authorize senior raider status. For officers, the reviewer must be the raidee's senior raider and will be the final evaluator on the OPR. Exceptions. When the raider or additional raider is also the senior raider, the OPR will close out at this level. CAFI 36-2406, Table 3.1. Also, when a senior raider refers the evaluation, the officer named in the referral memorandum becomes the final evaluator, unless he, she refers the evaluation again. See definitions of reviewer, senior raider, final evaluator, and rating chain in AFI 36-2406, Attachment 1 for additional information. For lieutenant colonels and colonels except ANG, the reviewer must be the first general officer, includes a brigadier general, select confirmed by the Senate, or equivalent, in the rating chain who has been designated as a senior raider by the management level. For lieutenants through majors, except ANG, the reviewer must be the first colonel or equivalent in a wing commander or equivalent position who has been designated as a senior raider as determined by the management level. For ANG colonels, the first GO in the rating chain will review the OPR. For ANG officers, lieutenant colonel and below, the reviewer will be the wing or group commander. For a member assigned to a unit where there is no parent wing or group headquarters in state, the state adjunct general will establish an equivalent command level review authority. HQAFRC may deviate and assign senior raider levels as appropriate for AFR unit assigned majors and below. For enlisted, Master Sergeant through Senior Master Sergeant, the final evaluator must be, at a minimum, an officer serving in the grade of 04 civilian equivalent GS-12 or higher, but no higher in organization than the senior raider. For active guard reserve and non-active guard reserve, the final evaluator must be at a minimum the full-time unit commander. If there is no full-time unit commander, the final endorser will be the senior full-time officer serving in the grade of 04 civilian equivalent GS-12 or higher, but no higher in organization than the senior raider. Exception. The CMSAF may endorse EPRs as a senior raider and may also serve as a final evaluator. An additional raider who meets the minimum grade requirement may close out the evaluation. However, an official higher in the rating chain than the additional raider may serve as the reviewer slash final evaluator if authorized. In any case, the reviewer slash final evaluator may not be higher in the organizational structure than the senior raider. Civilian Raiders For Officers For Majors and Below A civilian senior raider slash reviewer slash final evaluator must be serving as a wing commander or equivalent in a senior raider position designated by the management level and at least a GS-15. For lieutenant colonels and colonels, a civilian senior raider must be the first senior executive service or equivalent in the rating chain in a senior raider position designated by the management level. For enlisted. For master sergeant. 
Senior Master Sergeant. A civilian final reviewer must be at least a GS-12. For Master Sergeant, Senior Master Sergeant. A civilian senior raider must be serving as a wing commander or equivalent in a senior raider position designated by the management level and at least a GS-15. Responsibilities Commander The commander of a unit must review the record of all personnel, regardless of grade, assigned to and or transferred into his or her command to ensure knowledge of and familiarization with the airman's history of sex-related offenses resulting in conviction by court-martial, non-judicial punishment, or other punitive administrative action in order to reduce the likelihood of repeat offenses will escape the notice of current, subsequent, or higher-level commanders. The responsibility will be conducted by the immediate commander of the airmen at the lowest unit level. Sex-related offenses include violations of Article 120 of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, rape, sexual assault, aggravated sexual contact, and abusive sexual contact, Article 125, forcible sodomy, which is forced oral or anal sex, and bestiality, Article 120A, stalking, Article 120B, rape and sexual assault of a child, Article 120C, other sexual misconduct, which includes indecent viewing, recording, broadcasting, forcible pandering, and indecent exposure, or attempts to commit any of those offenses. These responsibilities will not be delegated. General Evaluator slash Reviewer Responsibilities all evaluators and reviewers are responsible for performing an administrative review of all evaluations and, if necessary, return them for correction completion before sending them to the next level. As a minimum, the review must ensure all applicable blocks are completed, marked, dated, and signed. Evaluations contain accurate information, particularly in the rate identification and job description sections. Spelling accuracy and proper bullet structure Evaluations do not contain inappropriate comments or recommendations. The information in the evaluation is accurate and not inflated. Evaluations are properly referred when necessary. Evaluations are accomplished IAWAFI 36-2406. Raider. For officer evaluations, there must be a minimum number of days supervision, CAFI 36-2406, tables 3.3 and 3.4, for the type of evaluation being prepared. There is no minimum number of days supervision required for enlisted evaluations. Ensures the radi is aware of who is in his or her rating chain. Must provide an ACAIAWAFI 36-2406, Official documented ACA does not preclude a raider from performing day-to-day -day verbal assessments. Additionally, raiders are required to perform an assessment at the time the evaluation is presented to the raidee. The assessment at the time the evaluation is presented may be, but is not required to be, officially documented on the ACA worksheet. If geographically separated, assessments can be performed electronically or telephonically. Must consider the contents of any unfavorable information file and or personal information file, if applicable, before preparing the performance evaluation. Assess and documents the radi's performance, what the radi did, how well he or she did it, and the radi's potential based on that performance throughout the rating period. The rater differentiates through an evaluation of performance. Receives meaningful information from the radee and as many sources as possible, i.e., letter of evaluations from those who previously supervised the radee during the reporting period, the first sergeant, etc., especially when the raider cannot observe the radee personally. The radee is encouraged to provide the raider with inputs on specific accomplishments. Considers the significance and frequency of incidents, including isolated incidents of poor or outstanding performance, when assessing total performance. Differentiates between radies with similar performance records, especially when making promotion, stratification, assignment, developmental education, and retention recommendations. Although some evaluators may not know any other radie serving in a particular grade and Air Force specialty code, they may rate according to their opinions and impressions of the general level of performance of Air Force personnel in the various grades. Records the radies' performance for the rating period on the applicable form. A raider's failure to perform one or more of the above responsibilities alone will not form the basis for a successful appeal. Additional Raider 
There is no minimum number of days supervision required. Exception CAFI 36-2406. Must be aware of the contents of any unfavorable information file and or personal information file if applicable and returns evaluation to the rater for reconsideration if appropriate to ensure an accurate, unbiased, and uninflated evaluation. Complete Section 5 of the OPR, Section 8 of the AF Form 910, Section 7 of the AF Form 911, and Section 4 of the AF Form 912 by concurring or non-concurring with the rater and making comments. Assumes the responsibility of the rater when applicable IAW AFI 36-2406. Note. This does not include permanent change of station, permanent change of assignment, separation, or retirement of the raider. CAFI 36-2406 if the additional raider changes after the closeout date of the evaluation. Reviewer slash senior raider slash final evaluator. There is no minimum number of days supervision required. Must be aware of the contents of any unfavorable information file and or personal information file if applicable and returns evaluation to the rater for reconsideration if appropriate to ensure an accurate, unbiased, and uninflated evaluation. Obtains additional information, if necessary, from competent sources such as the rater's second and third line supervisor, etc. When appropriate, non-concurs with previous evaluators and makes comments. Approves Senior Rater Unit Mission Description for the Promotion Recommendation Form. Directs the additional Rater to assume Rater's responsibilities, IAW AFI 36-2406. Completes performance evaluations as required. See applicable chapters and or references cited in AFI 36-2406. First Sergeant or Designated Senior NCO will not assume raider slash additional raider responsibilities, exception, there is absolutely no one else available, will be aware of the contents of the unfavorable information file and or personal information file, if applicable, on all enlisted evaluations and returns the evaluation to the raider for reconsideration, if appropriate, to ensure an accurate, unbiased, and uninflated evaluation. Will review all enlisted evaluations before the commander's review and advise the commander of any quality force indicators. Senior NCOs may only be designated for organizations for which no AF-000 First Sergeant authorization exists. Additional duty First Sergeants will not complete evaluation reviews in lieu of an organization's 8F-000 slash First Sergeant. Exception. Interim first sergeants, additional duty first sergeants, or designated senior NCOs may complete evaluation reviews when the organization's 8F000 slash first sergeant is unavailable due to extended absence, e.g. deployment, lengthy training, or lengthy convalescent leave. Rate E. The rate E is equally responsible for ensuring they know their rating chain and that they received a timely ACA. Rate E Review. Evaluations must be reviewed by the RAID-E prior to becoming a matter of record. This is the time to review for typos, spelling, and inaccurate data and bring it to the attention of the RAIDER. If the data is administratively accurate and it is just a matter of the RAID-E disagreeing with the content, the RAIDER is not required to change their assessment. When the RAID-E signs the evaluation, he or she is not concurring with the content but rather acknowledging receipt of the completed evaluation and is certifying that the RAID-E has reviewed the evaluation for administrative errors. If the RAID-E disagrees with the content, comments, and or ratings, the RAID-E may file an appeal IAW AFI 36-2406 after the evaluation becomes a matter of record. Note, an ACA form is not required upon completion of the OPR EPR, the OPR slash EPR serves as official documentation of the feedback provided to the RAID-E. Raider slash RAID-E accountability. Raiders ensure airmen they supervise receive an ACA to improve performance and contributions to mission accomplishment. To assist Raiders in preparing evaluations, all commissioned officers and enlisted members who are on active duty or in an active status in a reserve component shall report in writing to their Raider within 72 hours any conviction for a violation of a criminal law of the United States or violations of a criminal law of any other country, whether or not the member is on active duty or in an active status at the time of the conduct that provides the basis for the conviction, 
to the member's raider, first-line military supervisor, or summary court-martial convening authority. In the case of a member of the Individual Ready Reserve, Standby Reserve, or ANG, all commissioned officers and enlisted members shall report in writing to their wing commanders or equivalent in accordance with the requirements below within 30 days. Note, while the National Defense Authorization Act provision only extended the mandatory reporting to E-7s and above, the Secretary of the Air Force has determined that any member within the United States Air Force must report covered convictions, therefore extends the mandate to all grades. When to document. In deciding whether to document adverse information on the performance evaluation, Evaluators must consider the vast majority of airmen serve their entire career with honor and distinction. Therefore, failure to document misconduct which reflects departure from the core values of the Air Force is a disservice to all airmen competing for promotion. Additionally, evaluators must consider items listed below when assessing performance and potential and specifically mention them in evaluations when appropriate. Impact of the misconduct on the Air Force mission did the mission suffer in any way? Was unit morale affected? All commissioned officers and enlisted members above the pay grade of E6, E7, and above who are on active duty or in an active status in a reserve component shall report in writing any conviction of such member for a violation of a criminal law of the United States whether or not the member is on active duty or in an active status at the time of the conduct that provides the basis for the conviction to the member's first-line military supervisor or summary court-martial convening authority, or in the case of a member of the individual ready reserve, standby reserve, or ANG, to the Air Reserve Personnel Center for Air National Guard Bureau, whichever is applicable, in accordance with the requirements below. For purposes of this policy, the term conviction includes a plea or finding of guilty, a plea of no low contendery, no contest, and all other actions tantamount to a finding of guilty, including adjudication withheld, deferred prosecution, entry into adult or juvenile pretrial intervention programs, and any similar disposition of charges. For purposes of this policy, a criminal law of the United States includes any military or other federal criminal law, any state, district, commonwealth, or territorial or equivalent criminal law or ordinance, and any criminal law or ordinance of any county, parish, municipality, or local subdivision of any such authority, other than motor vehicle violations that do not involve a court appearance. Regular Air Force members shall submit reports within 15 days of the date the conviction is announced, even if sentence has not been imposed or the member intends to appeal the conviction. Air Reserve component members not on active duty but in an active status shall submit reports at the first drill period after the date the conviction is announced or within 30 days of the date the conviction is announced, whichever is earlier, even if sentence has not been imposed or the member intends to appeal the conviction. All members who must submit evidence of their conviction must maintain evidence of compliance with this requirement. In the event a commander or military law enforcement official receives information that a covered member of the armed forces under the jurisdiction of another military department has become subject to a conviction for which a report is required by this section, the commander or military law enforcement official receiving such information shall forward it to the member's immediate commander. If the member's immediate commander cannot be readily identified, the commander or military law enforcement official receiving the information shall forward it to the office designated by the member's military department identified as required below. Each service shall institute procedures to ensure that the members covered by the law comply with its requirements and the policy set forth in this instruction. These procedures shall include points of contact for other military departments to comply with the notification requirements above. Each service shall also establish points of contact to which reserve component members in the individual ready reserve or standby reserve who may not know the identity or address of their first-line military supervisor or summary court-martial convening authority may provide information of a conviction covered under this policy. Impact of the misconduct on the Air Force as an institution. Did it bring discredit on the Air Force? Impact of the misconduct on and its relationship to the Rady's duties. Did it affect the Rady's ability to fulfill his or her duties? Impact of the misconduct on the Air Force mission. 
Did the mission suffer in any way? Was unit morale affected? Impact of the misconduct on the Air Force as an institution. Did it bring discredit on the Air Force? Impact of the misconduct on and its relationship to the radius duties. Did it affect the member's ability to fulfill his or her duties? Grade, assignment, and experience of the radii. Is the radii in a sensitive job? Did the radii know better? Number of separate violations and frequencies of the misconduct. Is this an isolated or repeat incident? Consequences of the misconduct. Did it result in death, injury, or loss of slash damage to military or civilian property? Other dissimilar acts of misconduct during the reporting period. Is the radii establishing a pattern of misconduct? Existence of unique, unusual, or extenuating circumstances. Was the misconduct willful and unprovoked, or were there aggravated factors or events? Grade, assignment, and experience of the radii. Is the radii in a sensitive job? Did the radii know better? Number of separate violations and frequency of the misconduct. Is this an isolated or repeat incident? Consequences of the misconduct. Did it result in death, injury, or loss of slash damage to military or civilian property? Other dissimilar acts of misconduct during the reporting period. Is the radii establishing a pattern of misconduct? Existence of unique, unusual, or extenuating circumstances. Was the misconduct willful and unprovoked, or were there aggravated factors or events? What to report. Adverse actions. For the purpose of this policy, adverse actions includes reportable civilian offenses, a conviction of a federal criminal law, any state, district, commonwealth, or territorial or equivalent criminal law or ordinance, or any criminal law or ordinance of any county, parish, municipality, city, township, or local subdivision of any such authority, and convictions of any foreign criminal law other than convictions for motor vehicle violations that do not require a court appearance. Specifically, convictions required to be reported include the following. 1. Any finding of guilt. 2. Any plea of guilty. 3. Any plea of no contest or nullo contendere. 4. Any plea of guilty in exchange for a deferred prosecution or diversion program, and or 5. Any other similar disposition of civilian criminal charges. Any citation or violation of a motor vehicle offense which ultimately results in a conviction of a lesser included offense resulting from the original citation is not reportable if the lesser included offense would not have required a court appearance. For example, a member who is charged with reckless driving, an offense requiring a court appearance, but is found guilty of speeding, an offense not requiring a court appearance, has not been convicted of an offense requiring reporting. Commanders and or supervisors who have questions regarding whether a particular conviction triggers the mandated comment should consult with their staff judge advocate. In the event a commander or military law enforcement official receives information that a member of the Air Force under the jurisdiction of another military department has become subject to a conviction for which a report is required by this section, the commander or military law enforcement official receiving such information shall forward it to the member's immediate commander. If the member's immediate commander cannot be readily identified, the commander or military law enforcement official receiving the information shall forward it to the office designated by the member's military department identified as required below. Procedures shall be instituted to ensure members covered by the law comply with its requirements and the policy as stated in this instruction. These procedures shall include points of contact for other military departments to comply with the notification requirements above. Points of contact shall also be established with the reserve component members and the individual ready reserve or standby reserve who may not know the identity or address of their first-line military supervisor or summary court-martial convening authority may provide information of a conviction covered under this policy. Complaints of sex-related offenses against a member, regardless of grade, resulting in conviction by court-martial, non-judicial punishment, or punitive administrative action, require a mandatory notation on the member's next EPR, OPR, or training report and promotion recommendation form, if not already documented on an evaluation or court-martial in the officer's selection record. Sex-related offenses include violations of Article 120 of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, 
rape, sexual assault, aggravated sexual contact, and abusive sexual contact. Article 125, Forcible Sodomy, which is forced oral or anal sex and bestiality. Article 120A, Stalking. Article 120B, Rape and Sexual Assault of a Child. Article 120C, Other Sexual Misconduct, which includes indecent viewing-slash-recording-slash-broadcasting, forcible pandering, and indecent exposure, or attempts to commit any of those offenses. The effective date of the requirement for notation is 26 December 13. If a member has been convicted by a court-martial or if the senior raider decides to file any adverse information in an airman's officer selection record or senior non-commissioned officer selection record, comments relating to the raidee's behavior are mandatory on the raidee's next OPR, EPR, or training report and promotion recommendation form if not already documented on an evaluation or court-martial in the officer selection record or senior non-commissioned officer selection record. The evaluation becomes a referral for the OPR, EPR, and training report. Comments are also required on airmen who have been convicted of a reportable civilian offense that 1. is a sexual offense that is the same as or closely related to Uniform Code of Military Justice Articles 120, 120A, 120B, 120C, 125, or attempts to commit any of those offenses. 2 carries a possible sentence of confinement for more than one year or death, or three, resulted in a sentence that included unsuspended confinement. For guidance on interpreting this paragraph and subparagraphs, supervisors and commanders should consult the servicing staff judge advocate. A raider is not required to comment on the conviction in a current report if, during a previous rating period, the raider already commented on the underlying misconduct that ultimately resulted in the conviction. For example, in a case where a member is arrested and charged with driving under the influence by off-base officials who decline to waive jurisdiction, the member's commander issues the member a letter of reprimand based on the evidence, and then comments on the driving under the influence letter of reprimand in the radies' next evaluation. Then, the downtown prosecution results in a conviction during a future reporting period, in such a case, the raider is not required to comment on the driving under the influence conviction because the underlying misconduct that led to the conviction was already addressed in a previous evaluation. Extraordinary Cases Raiders may request a waiver of the mandatory requirement to document civilian convictions for good cause. The waiver request will route from the raider through any required additional raider and the raidee's commander to the raidee's senior raider, the senior raider may either deny the waiver request or endorse the request and forward the major command commander, or in the case of reports within Air Force District of Washington, United States Air Force Academy, or any direct reporting unit or field operating agency reporting to an active on-the-air staff, to the vice chief of staff of the Air Force, or in the case of the ANG, to the director, Air National Guard. The Director Air National Guard may delegate this authority to the respective state's adjutant general or equivalent for territories and the District of Columbia, who will make determinations after consultation with the Director Air National Guard or the Deputy Director Air National Guard. Both the nature and the outcome of the offense for each approved waiver will remain on file with the Director Air National Guard. No further delegation is authorized. If the senior raider denies the waiver request, the decision regarding the waiver request is final and may not be appealed or considered further. This does not prevent an individual from challenging any completed report in any other appropriate forms, e.g., Evaluation Reports Appeal Board, Air Force Board for Correction of Military Records. When the senior raider endorses the waiver request and forwards it to the final approval authority, Major Command Commander, Vice Chief of Staff or Director Air National Guard, the final approval authority can either approve the exception, allowing the exclusion of any comments in the EPR, OPR, Training Report, and Promotion Recommendation form, or deny the request, resulting in the mandatory inclusion of comments regarding the raidee's criminal behavior. The final approval authority is deligible to the major commander slash CV or, in the case of the Air Force slash CV, to the Air Force slash CVA. No further delegation beyond a the adjutant general or equivalent is authorized for the ANG. 
The decision of the approval authority is the final decision for such waiver requests and may not be appealed or considered further. This does not prevent an individual from challenging any completed report in any other appropriate forums, e.g. Evaluation Reports Appeal Board, Air Force Board for Correction of Military Records. In order to approve any waiver requests, the approval authority must issue a written finding that the mandatory comments for the specific criminal conviction are not in the best interests of the Air Force and that the inclusion of any such comments would unduly harm the raidee. Upon final decision, the final approval authority will forward the waiver documentation to Air Force Personnel Center DP3SP via email and Air Force Personnel Center DP2SSM via email. Written waiver approvals will be filed in the member's Master Personnel Records group for the sole purpose of documenting the final approval. Comments In all cases, when comments are included in performance evaluations, they must be specific, outlining the event and any corrective action taken. Comments such as conduct unbecoming or an error in judgment led to an off-duty incident are too vague. Examples of valid comments are Master Sergeant Smith drove while intoxicated, for which he received an Article 15. And Captain Jones made improper sexual suggestive and harassing comments to a squadron member, for which he received a letter of reprimand. Organizational Climate Organizational climate is defined as the way in which members in a unit perceive and characterize their unit environment. All airmen are responsible for creating an organizational climate in which every member is treated with dignity and respect, and one that does not tolerate unlawful discrimination, sexual harassment, or sexual assault in any form. NCOs and officers are not only responsible for creating this environment, but are also accountable for it. NCOs and officers can build a healthy organizational climate by communicating clear direction at all levels of supervision, adhering to and enforcing standards, not tolerating and, when necessary, appropriately responding to any form of sexual harassment, sexual assault, hazing, unlawful discrimination, or any other conduct harmful to the good order and discipline of the unit, being accountable for their actions, and cultivating an environment where teamwork, unity, and cohesiveness are the standard practice. All NCO and officer evaluators will assess their radies on what the member did to ensure healthy organizational climate. Commanders at every level have an even greater responsibility to create a healthy climate in their command. Additionally, they are responsible for ensuring adherence to sexual assault prevention program directives. Command climate, just like organizational climate, is the perception of a unit's environment by its members. Commanders are ultimately responsible for the good order and discipline in their unit and have unique responsibility and authority to ensure good order and discipline. Therefore, Evaluators must take this special responsibility and authority into consideration when evaluating a commander's effectiveness in ensuring a healthy command climate. Equal Opportunity and Treatment The expectation is fair and equal treatment of all and enforcement of the same behavior in subordinates. Evaluators must consider a member's commitment to equal opportunity and treatment when evaluating performance and making a promotion recommendation. The goal is to ensure fair, accurate, and unbiased evaluations to help ensure the best qualified members are identified for positions of higher responsibility. Evaluations must reflect serious or repeated occurrences of discrimination to include sexual harassment as prescribed in AFI 36-2706, Military Equal Opportunity Program. Section 11C, Performance Feedback, Purpose. ACA is formal communication between a raider and raidee to communicate responsibility, accountability, Air Force culture, an airman's critical role in support of the mission, individual readiness, and performance feedback on expectations regarding duty performance and how well the raidee is meeting those expectations, to include information to assist the raidee in achieving success. It is intended to increase airman interaction and support at all levels. If done correctly, Mentorship will create and sustain a culture of belonging. The ACA is also intended to provide airmen an opportunity to discuss their personal and professional goals. Raiders document the session on the ACA worksheet and use the performance feedback in Section 6 to assess or discuss the objectives, standards, behaviors, and performance with the raidee. 
Providing this information helps an individual contribute to positive communication, improve performance, and grow professionally. The following information applies to all military personnel. Responsibilities. The RADI will know when ACA sessions are due. If a RADI requests a feedback session, the RADER will provide one within 30 days of receipt of the request, provided 60 days have passed since the last feedback session, i.e. RADI requested. Notify the RADER and, if necessary, the RADER's RADER, when required or requested ACA did not take place. Complete Section 3 on their own and review Section 9, AB through Technical Sergeant, or 8, Master Sergeant through Chief Master Sergeant, for joint communication. Sign the ACA and Raider's copy of the ACA notice, indicating the date the supervisor conducted the ACA session. The Raider will conduct ACA sessions as required by this instruction. In addition, ACA sessions will be conducted at the Raider's request or when deemed necessary, provided 60 days have passed since the last ACA session, i.e. Raider directed. Prepare for, schedule, and conduct ACA sessions, avoid conflicts with TDY, leave, etc. when possible, regardless of whether the Raider received an ACA notice. Understand Air Force standards and expectations and consider them when providing ACA to personnel. Provide realistic assessments to help the Raidee improve performance and grow professionally and personally. Realistic assessments include in-depth discussions with the RADIE and written comments on the ACA worksheet, not just marks on the form. Provide the original completed and signed ACA worksheet to the RADIE. Retain a copy of the signed and dated ACA notice and worksheet. The midterm ACA is a required mandatory supporting document to be routed with the performance evaluation EPR OPR, however, will not be made a matter of the official record. In addition, the Raider will retain a copy of the initial and midterm ACA as this may be needed for any future appeals. The ACA is a communication tool and is not to be used to discover or document behavior which may result in administrative or judicial action. Note, it is important that behavior representing a significant deviation from expected standards is recorded in other administrative forms, i.e. letter of reprimand, letter of counseling, letter of admonishment, memorandum for record, etc. Provide the RADI with the most current Air Force benefits fact sheet. The Raiders Raider will monitor personnel to ensure Raiders properly conduct ACA sessions. Conduct ACA sessions when a lower-level raider is not available due to unusual circumstances, officially assuming the subordinate raider's responsibilities. The unit commander will administer the ACA program, monitor raiders and raidees to ensure ACA sessions are conducted properly, consider disciplining and removing from supervisory positions those raiders who fail to conduct documented ACA sessions. The military personnel section will Provide ACA notices to raiders and raidees. ANG does not currently have standardized automated process to create ACA notices for raiders and raidees. ANG military personnel sections may utilize an alternate form of communication to notify all raiders and raidees of ACA schedules. Not be required to maintain repository for ACAs for personnel assigned to wing. Unit will, at the unit commander's request, develop a tracking mechanism to ensure ACAs are conducted. It is the responsibility of individual raiders to maintain copies of all completed ACAs and all signed ACA notices or appropriate statements on their assigned raidees, regular Air Force only. Who requires an ACA? ACAs are mandatory for officers, second lieutenant through colonel, and all regular Air Force and Air Reserve component personnel. If an individual requests an ACA session, the Raider will provide one within 30 days of receipt of the request, provided 60 days have passed since the last ACA session. Do not prepare an ACA when a Raider is a captive, patient, prisoner, absent without leave, etc. For student officers receiving AF Forms 475, ACA is not required, but may be given at the discretion of the commander of the school. For student enlisted personnel, in approved initial skills training or advanced skills training courses, an ACA is not required, but may be given at the discretion of the commander of the school. 
For those performance evaluations completed on non-rated initial skills training or advanced skills training course students, academic progress reports, such as the AETC Form 156 Student Training Report, captured in the Technical Training Management System or an equivalent document utilized by non-AETC institutions of instruction, will serve in lieu of the mandatory midterm ACA. ACAs are not required for airmen who have permanent change of station to prisoner status in a long-term military confinement facility owned by the Air Force Security Forces Center. Guidance for Conducting ACA Sessions ACA sessions will be conducted face-to-face. Exception. Raiders may conduct sessions by telephone only in unusual circumstances where face-to-face sessions are impractical, such as when the raider and raidee are geographically separated or the raider and or raidee is on extended TDY. When a telephonic session is conducted, the raider forwards the ACA worksheet to the raidee to complete Section 3 and review for discussion Section 7. The finalized form is forwarded to the raidee within 10 calendar days after the session. When to hold documented ACA sessions. See Table 11.1. The ACA Notice. The Raider should receive a computer-generated ACA notice 30 days after supervision begins, identifying initial or follow-up ACA sessions as required. And again, halfway between the time supervision began and the projected performance report closeout date, identifying midterm ACA session requirement. This notice serves to remind Raiders that an ACA session is due. However, failure to receive an ACA notice does not justify failing to hold a required session. Since the RAID-E shares the responsibility to ensure ACA sessions are conducted, an ACA notice is also sent to the RAID-E through his or her unit 30 days after sending the notice to the Raider for officers or concurrently with the notice sent to the Raider for enlisted. Which ACA form to use? For lieutenant through colonel, use AF Form 724. For a master sergeant through chief master sergeant, use AF Form 932. For technical sergeant and below, use AF Form 931. Preparing the ACA Worksheet The ACA Worksheet should, as thoroughly as possible, outline the issues discussed during the ACA session. However, it is primarily a guide for conducting the assessment session, not a transcript. Therefore, Omission of an issue from the form does not by itself constitute proof that the issue was not discussed. The ACA worksheet may be handwritten or typed by the rater providing the assessment. Section 1, Personal Information, is self-explanatory. Fill in all required data. Section 2, Types of Assessment. In the appropriate box, indicate whether the assessment is initial, midterm, follow-up, rater requested, or rater directed. Section 3. Self-assessment is completed by the RAID-E. This area provides information to the RAIDER on where the RAID-E assesses themselves and assists the RAIDER with information when accomplishing the overall assessment. Section 4. Airmen's critical role in support of the mission. This section is used to convey to the RAID-E their critical role in achieving mission success. Organizational Climate Assessment. It is mandatory for raiders to include expectations for contributing to a healthy organizational climate for airmen up to the grade of senior airmen. Raiders must also ensure that NCOs and officers are accountable for creating a healthy organizational climate. Raiders must ensure that every commander knows he slash she is responsible for and will be held accountable for ensuring their unit has a healthy command climate. Section 5. Individual Readiness Index Documents the Airman's Readiness Status and Air and Space Expeditionary Force Indicator. Place an E in this block if member is an enabler. Discuss importance of meeting deployment requirements. Section 6. Performance. Leadership slash primary. Duties slash followership slash training. Covers those qualities and skills required of all personnel. The performance. Leadership slash primary. Duties slash followership slash training has five subsections for technical sergeant and below and eight subsections for master sergeant through chief master sergeant to select from each performance factor. The raider places a mark in the appropriate block which indicates the raidee's level of performance.
Since the primary purpose of the initial ACA session is to establish expectations for the upcoming rating period, a rater is not expected to have already developed a clear-cut opinion of an individual's performance by the time the session is conducted. Therefore, raters will mark the initial block in Section 2, Type of Assessment, and will leave blocks in Section 6, Performance, Leadership-slash-Primary, Duties-slash-Followership-slash-Training, blank, while discussing each area and the performance expectations for the rate in each area during the feedback session. For all other ACA types, the rater will indicate how the rate E is meeting the established expectations by marking one block under each main heading. These markings translate to an aggregate rating on the performance evaluation and provide an indication of how the rate E is meeting the expectations set forth by the rater while providing the basis for the ACA session discussion. AF Form 931, Section 7, Followership-slash-Leadership, documents an airman's ability to lead and develop subordinates and exercise effective followership in mission accomplishment. The Followership-slash-Leadership section has four subsections to select from for each performance factor. The rater places a mark in the appropriate block which indicates the radee's level of performance. AF Form 931, Section 8, and AF Form 932, Section 7, Whole Airman Concept, consider the airman's interpersonal relations that directly influence behavior and values, level of effort to improve themselves personally and professionally, and their devotion and enthusiasm. The section has three subsections for both Airman Basic through Technical Sergeant and Master Sergeant through Chief Master Sergeant to select from for each performance factor. The Raider places a mark in the appropriate block which indicates the Raider's level of performance. AF Form 931, Section 9 and AF Form 932, Section 8. Knowing your Airman provides questions designed to facilitate open communication between the Raidee slash Raider and may trigger areas and or specific items which need to be probed in more depth. These questions are not intended to be all-encompassing. The purpose is to help start the conversation on the particular item, not make it an interrogation. AF Form 931, Items 6 and 7, are designed to receive feedback from the Raidee and to set specific expectations for the Raidee's growth. Section 11D, Civilian Performance Evaluation Civilian Performance Appraisal Program Defense Department civilian employees are getting a new standardized performance appraisal program as part of the department's New Beginnings initiative. New Beginnings seeks to improve communication between supervisors and employees, provide more transparent processes, and improve recruiting, developing, and awarding DOD employees. Once the program is fully implemented, Additional information will be provided within the 2019 rewrite for AFH-1 Airmen. Continue to use AFI-36-1001, Managing the Civilian Performance Program, until your conversion into the new program. Conclusion This chapter covers the Officer and Enlisted Evaluation Systems and Civilian Performance Program and provides supervisors the information needed to employ the Officer and Enlisted Evaluation Systems and civilian performance program in everyday situations to help develop their subordinates. The chapter addressed the importance of correctly using the officer and enlisted evaluation systems and civilian performance program by identifying responsibilities, outlining the performance feedback process, and provides additional information as outlined in Governing AFIs 36-2406, Officer and Enlisted Evaluation Systems, and 36-1001, managing the civilian performance program respectively.